I am Doug Friedman. And I am Meredith Levy. And this is your Mental Breakdown. The podcast starring Douglas and Meredith. Friedman and Levy. Friedman and Levi. Sounds like a such a law firm. Right? Friedman and Levy. <laughs> uh-huh. You know what yeah. I would like to say? No, I don't. Tell me. I would like to say how much I love flowers. Flowers? Oh, because spring is springing? Well, that too. Things are blooming? Yeah, that too, but more the kind that you kill and chop up and put in your house. Those ones. <laughs> <laughs> wow, phrased that way? Well, All right. I wasn't going to phrase it that way, but um, flowers. I love I flowers love. because of plant murder. That's what you're talking about? Sad. <laughs> well, because I just love flowers and they are... I have a thing every Saturday. I go to farmer's market and I get flowers. So do we. That's one thing I love. Not one thing. That's one of the things I love about <laughs> my girlfriend that we always go to the farmer's market on Saturday and she gets awesome flowers. Oh my God. Yeah. So there's flowers for the Twinsies. house every week, which is nice. Yeah. And it makes me so happy when I walk in the house. I mean, I love my place anyway, but just walking in and seeing flowers and I have them like in various different rooms. Oh, wow. You go all out. How many sets of flowers do you guys get? Just one? Like one giant one, and then sometimes we'll break it into a couple. But I mean, we'll get like maybe two or three bunches of things and then That's what I mean. separate it and play with it. I guess if we were really, as Drew would say, gangsta, then we would get like the, the little eucalyptus or the, the dragon's breath or baby's breath or whatever it's called and like add I that into it. But no, no, that's a, that's, flowers. Yeah, that's a lot. But I like, I get, and I try to... Do complementary colors. Right now I have pink, purple, and like these rad orange and red tulips. Wait a second. We just did purple and orange. No way. That was, that was this week's purple and orange. Yep. Oh and it was my awesome. God. Okay. Well, yeah. Yep. Yep. Doug's girlfriend. Yep. We see we're twinsies. Flower. What's, what's, your, what's your favorite flower? I got mine. It's very easy. It's very consistent. It is what I like always, but what is yours? Oof. I love dahlias and I love um, calla lilies. I like a lot of flowers. Calla lilies. Nice. What do you like? Absolutely love stargazer lilies. Mm, Love those too. It's just that the middle part drops. You have to just like pull it off. Well, you got to stay on it. Yeah. Yeah. I love how they could be closed pods for a while and then they open and the smell is amazing. It is so powerful. Yeah. It takes over an entire house. It's it's why I love like... You know, Christmas time and getting a wreath and a tree. Yeah. I love that smell. And yeah. same thing with lilies. Very different smell, but yeah. Awesome. Awesome. By far my favorite. So that was my thing yeah. on flowers. I love flowers. <laughs> 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 I also, outside, I, I'm just like, do not have a green thumb, but I love gardening and stuff. And I finally just said, fuck it. This lady at the nursery told me just get a bunch of these wildflower seeds and just throw them. In. Really? And I did, and they're growing, and it's insane. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, look at you smile. That's cool. I know. It's amazing because <laughs> I can see them out right now, and it's just like, what the fuck? Had I known, I would have done that a long time ago. At this house, there's grass and like lawn. I guess that's the same thing. Yeah. But <laughs> So it wasn't, it wasn't like I could do a native garden here. I would have to overhaul the entire, you know, garden. But what I did do when I first got here was I bought a few citrus trees 
and planted them. Uh-huh. I'm like, awesome. Now I'm going to have Meyer lemons. I'm going to have tangelos. I'm going to have oranges. This is great. And I've been here like a year and there's hardly any coming in. I'm like, man, where's all my oranges? Where's all my tangelos? What's going on? Like, oh, right. They're trees. They need to grow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. It happens. Even, yeah. yeah, even the ones I bought that are full grown. I'm just like, I kill everything. I'm like, you know what? I give up. And the the water situation now, my lawn is just kind of like, I can't make it the way I want, reseed it and make it pretty and lush and green sure, because sure, of the sure. water. I mean, the rain was cool, but I'm like, sorry, sorry, gas company and water drought. Gas company can suck a dick. Are you sleeping in freezing cold? Because I am. I love it freezing cold, so I don't mind that. Yeah. Well, Meredith, I will say this to you. If you are ever low, anytime you want, I'm happy to come over. I have tons of gas I can share with you. I was just waiting for that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Speaking of sharing my gas, uh, let's get into some true stuff. Yeah, There's a yeah. fun one coming up. Yeah. I like this one. Me let's too. see what happens when you guys listen to it, but I like this. I like this. And if you haven't been keeping up, well, I'm not going to tell you anything. You're just going to have to go back in time and listen. Yeah. That's your fault if you haven't been keeping up, so... And if you have, welcome back. Awesome. Yeah. Good to have you. I hope you're enjoying the switch between Drew and Sarah every week. I am. I like that. I mean, it's kind of cool. Like it's people ask me sometimes, you know, do you get bored seeing the same clients? Like, no, because I see like five or six different clients a day and that's one day in a week. And I see many during the week. I yeah. Mean, do they no. get bored seeing the same therapist? They see him for an hour once a week. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> maybe I never get bored talking to you Meredith it's always an adventure yay well let's listen <laughs> and we'll be back and with we'll be more back. adventure in a little bit bye bye you and I haven't talked for a few weeks fill me in tell me what's going on I got a lot for you, but I think first and foremost, just the idea of going home for a little bit and uh, and just kind of like regrounding myself up there would be good for me. I want to get back to the woods, but I think the, the big part that I want to talk about is one, my mom's not doing very good. Uh, my dad mentioned it to me a couple of times over the last two, three weeks of she's just struggling. And one of my fears and worries is putting on the cape and running back and trying to go help my mom where I don't think mm. I really can. Mm. Um because I know, I, I know she's going to be her and do what she's doing, whether I'm here, whether I'm across the world, whether I'm right down the street. It's not going to really make a difference, you know what I mean? Um, but on the other side of that, I do think I haven't seen my mom in a while. And then my second thought that I kind of want to dive into, too, is my dad mentioned that he was, well, I've known this for a while, but he's retiring. And so like my thought process behind that one was... Well, damn, my dad's going to retire and then because he wants to get by a boat and like sail and go across the world and do just adventurous stuff in his latter half. Right. And I, I respect that. I'm like, fuck, yeah, dude, go have fun and go do it. And I don't know what's going to happen with my mom on the road and, and the way that dynamic is and the way they are and, and just everything about it. Um, I almost feel like time is of the essence and it's kind of a pressure on me to to spend as much time as I can with them while I got them 
And then third, what's it like with me and kid right now? It was a big thought process, raising a family and what that looks like. And, you know, my first like instinct was remembering running around the woods and playing in the dirt, and you know, being outside as a kid and oh, in yeah. the neighborhood and, you know, and not, not too much worries and just kind of kicking it. I just think now I'm kind of pushing how I was raised, you know, more so now. I think every day I feel more and more, not that he's mine. I, I'm, I might need help how I phrase this. Um, but I feel like he's my son and I'm also knowledgeable that he has his dad in the picture, which is like the dopest thing ever. Um, and so the role I'm kind of playing is father figure, but also more along the lines of best friend. And now we're in a cool relationship to where, you know, we cuddle and watch movies and, you know, he's conversing now and having real conversation, not just one or two words. So it's been really fun to see him grow and, and see pieces of me that he's picking up on. I think that's a different side of me than I knew I had in everything that's combined in the dynamic of the, the parent-to-kid relationship. is helping me grow. There's a few things in here <laughs> that, that will hit that I hear from you. Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to kind of take a position of challenging you a little bit. Okay. Mm, yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I, I'm yeah, going to go hard on you yeah. a little bit here. Okay. Um, just because yeah, I, I want yeah. to be able to pull this stuff out because what you're telling me sounds mm-hmm. great. It sounds awesome. And it also sounds like a child saying this to right. me, not an adult. And I say that yeah. because yeah, you wanting to be kid's best friend you were you were your dad's best friend. He was your best friend. So of course you're kind of replicating to a degree the relationship that you had or wanted with your dad, right? You worked really right. hard mm-hmm. to be taken as an adult and seen as an adult with your dad to be independent. And at the mm-hmm. same time, having some of those memories of being a kid and having him be dad was really important and impactful for you. So to a degree, I hear yeah. you kind of playing some of that out and maybe I'm creating memories for him that are similar to my memories. So I wonder how much of it is about kind of recapturing you being a child. I think it definitely plays a part. And I almost relate it back to my mom now because my dad was my safe spot um, and somebody I could trust wholeheartedly. And we went through a lot together and I felt like we went through similar situations together. And so, yeah, I think, I think I'm still trying to navigate my place in his life, you know, and, and where that is and, and understanding when I have a child of my own, it's a whole different ballgame. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a, a degree of that that I hear where with kid, it's safe to kind of explore it because he's got his own dad, which is the dopest mm-hmm. thing. Like he's got his own dad. Cool. So I'm not really on the hook mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. his dad. And when you threw in your mom, Drew, I started thinking like, maybe I am the stability for kid the way my dad was because girlfriend is the instability that my mom was not to the degree but mm-hmm. i see that playing out right so again that that's be kind of challenging and just mm-hmm. poking at this let's let's see yeah yeah it's how i viewed it in the sense of a challenge i i mean i i replay the you always grow up to be your parents no matter if you like it or not um you know i think that's a really funny saying to me because of how aware i think i am I think a lot of that stems from 
making them proud. And if their relationship is my mark of what I think success is, I mean, there's a lot of work to do. You know what I mean? Um, And I say that laughingly. I think I hold their opinion and my own feelings and emotion a lot more than anybody else. And I think it affects me and how I make decisions as well. I think I'm getting a lot better at it. You know, me two years ago, probably 90% of every decision I made, I thought about my parents first. Um, or now I'm probably in like the 30s or 40s. It might even be less than you think because that, that even that 30 to yeah. 40% is your parents' voice right. in your head, I think. Mm-hmm. Where a year, well, yeah. two years ago, it was your actual parents. I think you've learned to trust yourself and trust mistakes that you're going to make so that you can be your own parent to a degree. I'm, I'm taking this leap, but maybe getting to play that out with kid a little bit and looking at like, wait, how do I want to be? What, what voice is he going to hear in his head? What voice do I want to be? You know, and it's strengthening your voice and you're being that for yourself, not just for him. I think I'm still learning how to be an adult in the process of learning how to be a parent in the process of figuring out my childhood. Right. That actually makes a lot of sense. So it's yeah. Right. And, and so I think it's kind of, uh, I mean, I'm not going to say I have a split personality (laughs) right now, but like, you know, it's like, I almost have like three different brain thought processes, the gears of a car, right? So what you're talking about is maybe Mm -hmm. I've got neutral, I've got second gear and I've got reverse, but I'm still, you know, rolling around in my Honda, you know, (laughs) or, 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 you know, Range Rover, whatever, whatever you want to bump around. Right, right. Your Volkswagen, your Volkswagen, right. Whatever Uh it is, it's, it's the different gears that you have. So it's not like split personality. It's these pieces of my personality, these gears that I can have and I can go into one or the other. Sometimes with kid, I want to be a kid. I want the child gear that I have to come out with him and I'm going to join. It's crazy. Like we have real conversations. Wild. Yeah. Like he asks how my day is. (laughs) Well, part of that is he's kind of modeling what he hears and what he sees. Sometimes you will put your Volkswagen into the dad gear and talk to him that way. Sometimes you'll put it into the child gear and you'll get down there and play with him with whatever he's playing with and it'll be fun. You know, so it's, it's, you're, you're looking at your different gears and maybe realizing that, you know, you are the Volkswagen, Mm. you know, which I think translates Mm -hmm. to people mobile. So it it kind of like makes sense, (laughs) right? It kind of is. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I and I like the uh, the gear analogy right there because that that's exactly what I was trying mm. to say. I just didn't mm-hmm. know how to say it, and I can feel myself of finding different gears now. Um, I think I'm getting a lot better balancing finding different gears um, of people on my right and people on my left. A uh, good example would be like kid playing on the floor with like Legos, and then girlfriend having like a hard day at work, and so I can still play with Legos. And be there in this space too, without picking and choosing one or the other, which I also think has been a really big um, learning mm. curve for me because it's been all in or all out for majority of my life, right? And so it's almost like 
I was all in to play or I was all in to focus on the situation that needed to be fixed. I'm not, what's the word? Is, is the word I'm looking for omnipresent? That works. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, and being in both and not, not in each one, but not fully in one. Being everywhere all the time, being everything to everyone all the time. Can't do it. You can shift gears. You can be in, in child gear and play with kid on the floor. You can shift into partner gear and help girlfriend with a hard day. You know, you can shift into the gear where you need a little something because you had a hard day. You know, you don't have to keep it all together mm -hmm. for everybody. Right. Yeah. And that was another really cool one for me. Uh, might happen yesterday, the day before. I was in the car or something, but hey, just so you know, I've had a I've had a rough couple of like the last two three days. I know I haven't really showed it, and I'm sorry, but I need some help a little bit. I just don't feel very good, you know, and emotionally right now. And that trans transgressed into a couple check ins. Hey, you okay? Is anything I can do for you? I got you some candy, you know, that kind of thing. And I think that was good on me, you know, to be able to express how I was feeling without feeling the entire weight of the feeling itself because mm. um, that's different for me you know it, it usually takes me to be bawling crying to ask for help and this was like i was okay i just wasn't to where yeah. i wanted to be it's a new level of vulnerability and i'm i love that for you because that's you being able to say i'm just having a, a tough day emotionally you didn't have to explain exactly what it was and what was going on it didn't have to be better right away. Mm -hmm. It's giving her the opportunity to now support you. Yeah. I think back to, I'm just going to throw the examples. Ex-girlfriend and old girlfriend from home. Okay. You tell ex-girlfriend about this. Uh-huh. Like, hey, I just need some support. Well, you know, well, <laughs> can you just support yourself? I don't even know what you need. Why are you doing this? What are we even doing here? I'm not your, you know, and it would just be like, shit, I shouldn't have said anything. You know, yeah. you might tell old girlfriend from home. She'll be like, I'm flying down tomorrow. I'll take care of you. I'll be with you. I'll hold your hand. Even when you're taking a crap, I'm going to be there in the bathroom with you and I'll wipe your ass for you. Okay. You know, and I'm, I'm exaggerating you, a little bit. No, but... you nailed that. Yeah, it was like to the T. <laughs> right. Uh, uh. So, okay. So it's funny, but tell me why yeah. it's funny and tell me where the truth is in it. I mean, my first, my first thought of why it's so funny is because you nailed them perfectly. So I must talk about them exactly how they are. Like that was perfect. I really like the challenging nature of what this conversation started as, and mm -hmm. I almost felt the switch of the pat on the back now conversation. If mm -hmm. that makes sense, it um, does. And I like the challenge a lot more. Like I feel like we got a lot further in those like two sentences. Mm -hmm. than the fluff and so i i wonder if there's like more we can challenge and more we can kind of dive into on the same subject i love that i love that you picked up on that this might sound like fluff i'm like i love that you just said that and here's the challenge part yeah previously you couldn't take it yeah i couldn't challenge you yeah. if i pushed you it would push you over yeah you know you weren't in a place right you are in a different place now and you have been developing that over time. That's been growing in you. You know, I've always been able to challenge you in ways. We're exploring like, well, what gear am I in? What is that like? What is that doing for me? And really challenging you to think about 
being in cruise control or neutral. Right. You know, like you like when you have direction and when you're moving towards something and you're doing something and you're growing. Yeah. Because there's an element, I think, of, of what you're doing that's hiding out. We talked about it in certain ways, but, you know, I'll, I'll say it bluntly and I don't mean it this way. This is, this is like very yeah. challenging and, and not accurate, but right. you're playing house right now. Mm. You're, you're living with a, a woman and her child at her mother's house. Right. You know, you're adulting, but you're not. I, I would never say it this way. Like, dude, get your shit together. Like, that, that's not what I'm saying. But that element of challenging going, well, wait, what am I doing? You are kind of going through the motions on cruise control. Not quite the idle pilot that we've talked about before, but, you know, and I see you nodding as I'm saying mm -hmm. this because there's... There's something like, yeah, no wonder you like the challenge. I don't mm -hmm. want to pat on the back because things aren't just going in a direction I necessarily want them to go. I, I love the challenge. I love it. Um, I think there's elements in there that are 100% true in the plane house, in the autopilot, and in, in somewhat of replacing what my childhood was into this now. But I'm aware of what you're saying. It's just more of a subconscious awareness of it. And I think that's why I've been not not really happy and not really sad, but kind of in the middle somewhere and kind of accepting that is growth. And I'm looking for a support system that I don't have down here. She does. I don't. The part where that I really want to dive into is challenging myself for the challenge's sake. And knowing what that is. And I mean that in the sense of moving to Seattle would be a huge challenge of moving a family up there and having our own spot and finding a new job and, you know, rekindling old relationships and everything that would take to get up there. Why you make that face? Because I'm agreeing with you that you can do that and you would do that for the sake of the challenge. Right. Right now. That would be for the sake of the challenge. You're right. Right. I'm, I'm, right. I'm hearing that. I'm feeling that. There's a book. Uh, I'm going to quote it. I didn't even read it. Um, <laughs> it. It's called Fire in the Belly by Sam Keen. There's two questions you got to ask yourself and you got to get it in the right order. First, though, you have to know who you are. Then the two questions are, where am I going and who's going with me? Mm. And you have to get them in that order. Because mm. if you're like, who's going with me? Girlfriend and kid are, and we're going up to Seattle. Cool. Well, where are you going? Oh, Seattle. No, no, no. Where are you going with your life? What are you mm -hmm. doing? And who am I? Maybe I haven't answered that question. You know, a little challenge in the last minute here that I'll just sprinkle. We'll hit it next time is I don't know that you're really going to know who you are while you're hibernating, hiding out you're learning these different facets of yourself and the relationships. You know, when I highlighted ex-girlfriend and old girlfriend from home, doing that because they were very young relationships. Right. This one isn't that kind of a young relationship, but it's young in your relationship with yourself. Right. And that's where the real challenge is. The challenge isn't going to Seattle and seeing if I can do that. You can, you can do any challenge. Right. But the challenge is going, wait, let me see who I am, where I am, what I really want, what I really value. I know how I would parent a kid to a degree, but how would I parent myself? Those voices in my head, 
not my mom and dad, but my voices. What are they saying? How do I want to be? And when you get a sense of that, then okay, now where do I want to go with this? I think the real challenge comes from answering those questions. <laughs> yeah. Not from going to Seattle or staying here and making something happen. Right. That's the easy challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Let that sit in there. <laughs> yeah, because I, I was right? going to respond to it, but I was like, no, 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 I want this one to sit and think about and and be. And this is not fluff, you know, yeah. but I, I like how you're doing therapy right now because you're going, yo, that, that fluff piece, like, yeah, I don't need that right now. I need the challenge. Yeah. You know, and, and the fluff, you have needed that before. Oh, very I'll much. You know, I'll let you know when I need it again because I know I will. <laughs> right. I like this one. We need to do more of this shit. You are reaching a level of maturity where you can take this on and you can actually think about it, look at it, and look inside for it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. And we're back. Don't do that. <laughs> Oh, man, I thought you were going to laugh with me, but you're yawning at me. I right, yawned. I gotcha. It's because you yawned. I didn't yawn. I thought you yawned. That's so weird. Even the thought that I thought you yawned made me yawn. No, I was opening my mouth like, like an excited thing. Oh. Well, oh, well. Well. Right. well. Let's break some stuff down. Yeah, let's. So, um, well, at some point you said that my mom's not doing so well, which I'm sorry about that. That's not good. Yeah, it's also for him... I believe what he was saying, like he says every October, she just kind of tanks. Like it's just a hard time in Seattle and she doesn't do well. And this is partly going into that. So he's almost like bracing himself and preparing for this every year. And this was him just saying, yeah, mom's not doing well. Right. And it's actually for me, cool to hear him say that this time, as you heard me say, like almost right after that. Because he's not dropping everything to go take care of her and he's not taking it personally. Why every... Every October? Yeah, October. Uh, he says that probably because that's when it's starting to get darker and colder in Seattle and a little drearier and rainier. And it's just a depressing time for some people. Yeah. And his mom is the epitome of that. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Oh, and then also mentioned that his dad's going to retire. Which that's a big thing for, you know, my dad, I mean, he's not quote unquote retired at all. He still works. Right. My mom right. retired, but I'm sort of forced because she was sick. It's a weird thing, though, I think when you hear parents retiring, because it's sort of just this end of a, a period of life. Yeah. But part of how you're talking about it, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Mayor. Um, actually, no, don't correct me if I'm wrong. Just agree okay. with me. Yeah, yeah. That'd be great. Okay. Is... The way that Drew was saying it, and he kind of went off, we cut a little bit here because he, he kind of went on a rant a bit about how he sees his dad and how much he has in terms of his makeup of what that projection is, like somebody who just works all the time and, and is that, and, and his dad is his rock, and that's what he sees. Now his dad's retiring, and it's the end of an era. Right. Like, oh, if my dad's not retiring... And what he said is he just wants to get a boat and sail around. Like, where does that leave my mom? What's right. that going to be? Right. right. So for some, like the end of the era is like, oh, right. And this changes thing because I always saw my dad as like the person who's working all the time. And if he's not, uh-oh, then who is he? Right. Right. Yeah, I totally get that. And 
yeah, I think it's just uh, one of those things you kind of have to wait and see and see how it goes. And maybe it'll be the best thing ever, you know? Could be. Uh, and I think you guys started talking about the family stuff in general and him. At first, I had to right. rewind. I was like, what the fuck? He has a kid? And then I was like, oh, oh, his girlfriend's kid, right? Right. His girlfriend's kid. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And which he said before, there's the baby daddy who's still daddy to the kid, which, yeah. you know, as he said, is, is the dopest thing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. But he also feels like a dad, but then also a best friend. And exactly. It was really interesting hearing him talk about this. And, and you'll, I mean, you'll hear, I'm sure you'll get up to where I challenged him on this, but he's, he's really playing out some of the dynamic of his own father son relationships with his dad in how he's playing it out with this kid that's not exactly his kid, but he's treating it like one, but he gets to be sort of father figure and best friend and this it, it's right yeah, it's different right yeah and i think yeah you're <laughs> you're challenging him i really liked it because you definitely you challenge from what i hear whether it's sarah or drew i definitely you know you do challenge but this was one of those times where it was, although a gentle challenge, it still was like, a, I'm going to challenge you. And then it was like, you kind of sound like a kid. You know what I mean? Or yeah. you're like, hi, yeah. and I was like, okay, okay. I was like, there you go. Like you weren't being a dick, but you weren't sugarcoating anything. Not that you normally do, but I liked it. It was a, I, I think you said later, like a little poking a little bit. Thanks. And sometimes it's fun for me as the therapist. My style is I will preface a challenge by saying, I'm going to challenge you. So they can see it coming and they know that it's kind of a tool that mm -hmm, I'm using, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes it might just be that it's it's not a challenge. It's something that they'll agree with. But because I framed it as a challenge, yeah. they might take it that way, which yeah. is sort of what he did. Like, wow, you sound like a child saying this. Yeah. And he didn't really. Like some of what he's saying, those are adult things that he's thinking about. Right. But I wanted to frame it in a way that goes, look, you've been becoming an adult more and more. And maybe seeing the dynamic of you and this kid and feeling you and your dad, you're challenging what that dynamic really is. And we're going to define it right now in this session. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I'll be like, I'm going to challenge you right now. You sound like a dick. <laughs> right. Right. Actually, by the way, I'll just say it. I don't normally say I'm going to challenge you right now, but I have said a handful of times, you really sound like a dick. Do you know that? And it usually goes well. It's fine. Right. They're like, yeah. Right. But when you said it, it hadn't occurred to me, but I was like, oh, yeah, the the replication sort of of a repetition of him, of how his dad was his best friend and like, you know, how much of it is like learned behavior from that. And then his girlfriend sort of being like his mom. I don't know if it was like unstable mom or just. Yeah, no, that was me saying that, that, that yeah, part of yeah, what yeah. you might be playing out, right, is that. Are you the stable one the way your dad is stable? And is your girlfriend the unstable one the way your mom is unstable? Right. And again, just floating this stuff to see how he's talking about it. And it's all really him learning how to be an adult. And he said something that, that I loved that he said. He said, I think I'm still learning how to be an adult in the process of learning how to be a parent in the process of figuring out my childhood. Yeah, I love that. I wrote that down too. I was like, right? I was like, I love that. I think that's right. forever, right. not for that, me because it, but I'm not having, I don't have kids, but I think I really like that. 
Well, you don't have kids, but you have clients. I would say, I would argue you as an auntie, because you feel this way about your niece and nephew yeah. very much and always have. Yeah. And your clients, you are being a parent to all of those. Yeah. Right. True. It's so figuring that out. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like that never ending process, right? Whatever it is, it's just sort totally. of that, that, that cycle of life. And I, I would love to take it back to even about, and then learning how to be like, whether it's like an older adult or a, like a senior oh, yeah, or sure. a grandparent sure. or a, you know, full, sure. full circle type thing. I think he's seeing some of that, experiencing some of that. I mean, he's the one that said that line, which I loved. And then I brought one of his old analogies that he loved, you know, the car with the gears yeah. to highlight, you can be all of those things. You can be the adult, you can be the parent, you can be the partner, you can be the child, as long as you're picking the gear and choosing when to do it. Right. Right. Yeah. I love that. He took that one and he, I mean, he sees it. It's very cool because he's even by virtue of me saying some of this stuff to him and looking at, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me slow yeah. myself down. When he was talking about needing a little bit of help from his girlfriend. Right. And he said, yeah, I'm just kind of, you know, feeling a little bad. I mean, it's not like I'm not feeling the entire weight of everything. And he said something like, a, a, usually it takes me bawling, you know, to ask for help. I have to reach that state. So being able to ask for help in this state. I like that. You were talking about the different personalities, you know, or he was like, it's not like I've split personalities. Yeah. <laughs> and I, oh, like, right, right. That. And yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. one of the things I focus on so much with my clients is like how there's so many parts to us. And I've talked about this a lot, but there's so many parts to us and what comes out at some point or what comes out at another point. It's it's all there. So it's not different personalities that, oh, that's weird. I'm shifting from this to this. It's like, yeah, that's in all of us, you know. I work with a lot of clients on that in terms of being consciously aware of that. When we're unconsciously aware and we just kind of go, wait, whoa, why was I just like that? I just kind of regressed or I just kind of did this or man, did I just right. sound really formal or enunciated right there? Right. And that's why I mentioned the gears thing and being able to pick a gear and do all this. A lot of what I'll say to clients is we need to disintegrate so that we can understand the different gears the different parts and then reintegrate mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. the reality is we are one person that has all of these facets right and the facets don't overtake you i mean they can if you have dissociative identity disorder right or split personality sure what i think the real strength is is recognizing when you are switching and course correcting or choosing when you switch to be in those different gears at different times right there's nothing wrong with that i think that's actually a strength for sure what is the people mobile? You told him he was a Volkswagen and a, peop and a people yeah. mobile. What is that? <laughs> Do you know what Volkswagen means? Volkswagen? No. People mobile? Yes. Oh. <laughs> Volkswagen literally means people mobile, people car. Oh. Volkswagen. Who knew? Yeah. You did. A lot of people I was like, did. why did he call him a Volkswagen? That was rude. I mean, not rude, but. <laughs> he, he did, by the way. I called him like a Honda or a Range Rover and he was like, or Volkswagen. <laughs> he, he named himself. I was fair. going with him. Fair, fair. Yeah. When you were talking about asking for help and then you compared the, the other two exes, yep. that made me laugh. And he was like, yep, oh my God. <laughs> I know. He's like, I fucking, I, he's like, I must do a really good job 
not explaining. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. It was cool. I, I really lo- he loved this. And we talk about it in the session, like me challenging him. You know, again, I'm challenging how he's thinking. I'm not necessarily challenging him like let's arm wrestle, you know, right. or you know, it's a battle of the wits, you know, like like Princess Bride, right? It's something where I'm I'm getting him to really look at this because he's been over the last couple of weeks, he's been in a place where he's almost a little complacent. So this was my way of saying something without saying it, like get your shit together, man, but not saying it that way. It was like I can tell he's got that in his head and he's not saying it consciously so let's do it and then he he freaking names it he says yeah this is stuff that's been going on in my subconscious and then he went from okay so i just like felt this shift in uh challenging me and then he referred to it as fluff and i was like oh hell no you did not just call doug's fluff (laughs) (laughs) i was like he likes the challenge not the fluff doug was i was like doug does not fluff he is not a fluffer (laughs) oh easy easy tiger nope 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 again i i love that we're now in a place in our therapeutic relationship where i can challenge him like this and i outright said I'm happy to push you. I couldn't do this earlier in our work. It would have pushed you over. You weren't right. ready for this. Right. I did even say like, and here's a little fluff moment. I want to give you credit for this. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care if he calls it fluff. I'll no, still of be, course. I'll, I'll still be a little fluffy. I'm not right. going to be a fluffer, but I okay. will be fluffy. Yeah. That's fine. And it's something that, I, again, man, so proud of him in this episode, in the whole session, he's, he's walking through these things and thinking them in his head. I'm able to pull it out of him because I've picked up on that's what's been going on in his head. And for him just to go, you know, it's been more of a subconscious awareness, you know, and, and I haven't really been happy or sad. I'm sort of in the middle. I'm kind of accepting. I'm kind of looking at this. What am I looking for? Yeah, this is why the challenge works because we're challenging him to think about this stuff. And it was awesome that he named it, that we're, we're right there together in this. You know, I'm not like out of the blue challenging somebody it's following along his progress and where he is in this. Exactly. And part of that too is that it wasn't that long ago that he was in a depressive episode. He's been coming out of it. He's feeling a lot more independent from parents. He's looking at them as like, how much time do I have left with them? Looking at them as fellow adults, looking at his job. I even called him on the playing house. Like, what are you doing? You're just playing house? Is right. this real? Yes, yes. Right? And all of this is leading up to, okay, well, who are you and where are you going? What are you doing? Yeah, that was the other thing, playing house. I was like, oh. Right. Again, that's the challenge nature of this, which he loves. Because I, I, I'm not just pulling this out of thin air. I know, I absolutely know he's been thinking about this. Right. He just hasn't said it. That's why when he said it's been in my subconscious awareness, I'm like, yes, I know. And that's what therapy is, bringing the subconscious to consciousness so we can talk about it and figure it out. That's the challenge. Yeah, I love you guys together. He feels so comfortable with you and just the way that he you know, feels comfortable being challenged or telling you what he thinks or right. you know, he'll be like, oh yeah, maybe that, but like, okay. Sometimes he'll say like, holy fuck, what an epiphany like. And then sometimes he'll be like, huh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, or, or he'll even go, yeah, no, it's not so much that, it's this. Yeah, like, exactly. Cool. I don't need to be right. I just need to get this stuff to come out of his subconscious and right. into our reality. Right, which he exactly. Was doing. And again, great. Even the, 
the challenge right at the end, you know, which I've, I think I've said to him before, I know I've talked about it on the podcast, that idea of where am I going and who's going with me and getting those questions in the right order. At the heart of that is knowing who you are. And my challenge to him was, yeah, where are you going? Not geographically, because he was sort of thinking about, well, are we going to move back to Seattle? Should we? I don't know. My job's kind of boring. Maybe I could. Like, dude, what are you doing? And that was my like, get your shit together challenge. Like, what's going on? And at the heart of that is, who are you? Which I think he knows. He just hasn't said and defined for himself recently. Yeah, I think it's been a little while. But it's, I mean, now he's thinking about it. He's already been thinking about it. Now he's consciously thinking about it and we're working on it, doing something with it. Right, exactly. It's the blend of, of the fluff and the challenge because I, I gave him a lot of credit for, for doing therapy this way and being at this place where we can do this. And I love totally. it. I love yep. it. So yeah, I'm excited to hear what's coming up. Well, come on back. We'll see what happens to him in a couple of weeks where I'll continue to challenge. Meredith will continue to fluff. Um, <laughs> you know by the way side note here yeah our sign off how we sign off pretty much yeah every episode there's another podcast i think i've mentioned this the one with jason bateman right and they they sign off by like finding a word like by to oh yeah come you up said that and say it and i'll yeah. do it right and every time i feel like oh yeah we should do that oh no but they do that no we can't we do, do that I don't know. we started by yeah by yeah. Yeah. Right. That was us originally. Nobody else in the history has ever done that. And what I was originally doing, what I was trying to do was David Spade from SNL. Remember that bit on an airplane mm-hmm. where people are like walking off the airplane and he's a steward and he just goes, bye bye. Bye bye. Oh my God. I so, forgot about that. That was genius. There we go. Y'all think okay. about that. I'll see you next week. Bye bye. 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 <laughs>